Laser Time is brought to you by Bombas Premium Socks, baby. And Laser Time listeners can go to getbombas.com slash laser time and get 20% off your first order. Laser Time, the internet's sixth leading pop culture show. We slid, and I don't blame myself because I'm Chris Antista. I also blame you, my name <laughs> is Brett. Uh, and who else? I'm Dave. There I'm you go. Dave Rudnick. I'm everywhere. I want to say, not popular in America. Yeah, that yeah. should be the name for Laser Time. But it implies we're popular other <laughs> places, which we are also not. So it just should be called not popular. But whatever. This show is... Uh, what are we calling this? Like, just stuff that's uh, not popular in the United States? Yeah, I was thinking, like, just what is, uh, you know, we'll get into some of the examples, yeah. but it was things that, like, maybe companies have tried to make things get over in the yeah. U.S. and they didn't, or cultural things that took off everywhere else but not here, like the metric system. Like, <laughs> like, like I swear I heard something on NPR one time, like, some dude was coming over on a boat to show the metric system in the United States, and he was attacked by pirates. <laughs> and because of that, we didn't get it in time. Yar, we prefer yards. <laughs> yards. And that is like, you know, Beautiful. and that's not even one of our prepared things. It's just like, yeah. it's just like that's a great example of like, the rest of the world is correct, and we're wrong. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But like, you're that's hear just, some, this is, we're doing this because we're ignorant. Please yeah. don't shatter us. Who do you not know? Because we're American. Because we're American. We're, and we're primarily well, doing One, this. we're exceptional. Please we're, understand. Yeah, we're please. the best country in the world, and we don't need to know about anybody else but ourselves. Yeah, well, well it, you learn what a foot is. You learn what a mile is. Then we'll talk. And part because we got the, yeah, but but part of this is so uh, we, maybe a follow up show where you tell us something that's crazy huge there because I did my yes. best at like try and find things that Americans would know about. Yeah, that's yeah, that yeah. are huge uh, in other yeah. countries. Yeah, Carolyn had the idea as well of like mm-hmm. like you said, like when this show is over, mm-hmm. please you tell us if you're a listener in Germany, totally. if you're a listener in Australia, totally. wherever you tell us in the comments on lasertimepodcast.com. What's something big in your country that you're like, yeah. why does no one ever heard of this? Yeah, and it, it, it's something like, well, FUD chocolate. Well, maybe not FUD chocolate. Yeah, the but, example uh, that we <laughs> found was like, in Germany, I think there's a mascot that has, it's like a mouse with huge feet, and it's just a popular mascot. Oh, that's really? Like, and, but it's like, what is that outside of Germany? And nobody yeah. nobody knows. I mean, I asked a couple people, I think Heidi kept what's the, the, the little blue Japanese icon thing? Like, Hello Kitty's made a splash here, and there's that little, like, blue cat's Doyamon, Durm- oh, Doraemon, Doraemon, like yeah. just that doesn't really seem to have made any kind of Doraemon? splash here. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Big in Japan, but again, I hate those. Cool ninja guy, or that's Goemon. Goemon, also not. And what's this on my phone that I uh, keep playing on the bus? Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah. Does that work on the bus? Yeah. Mm. Uh, if you're fast. There's got so again. There has to be a territory. We're Digimon fucking rules, and nobody cares about Pokemon. I swear that exists somewhere, and you'll see. You'll see that. I want say Canada. Uh, I wanted to start out with one of the biggest things like that has not hit in America and get it out of the way let's pull this band-aids we're going to yeah. talk about video games music movies uh, food but let's just talk about soccer <laughs> yeah American soccer American soccer which <laughs> it, uh, apparently is known as association football it, like uh, me, elsewhere in the world uh, football soccer footy footy uh, soccer I it has never it, caught on in America no. oh yeah well there are there is major league soccer and I there I, is but I had seen, to cross I've check seen, it. I've are seen there? YouTube videos of people like getting like crazy like and it's mostly I guess like transplants like people who come from other countries yeah. and, like oh now I live in Seattle I might as well look for the Sounders mm. eh mm. <laughs> 
but just like people going like being like soccer hooligans in America, I saw yeah. a video of it and I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah. And yeah. I bet like half the people that are being hooligans in the crowd make more than the people playing soccer because uh, I think there's a chance of that. I, like, my my so- be, playing soccer in America is probably like yeah, you might be like, rich, but that's the sad I got. Yeah. Like how many people play soccer? Soccer's not popular in America, says some people. I say you're full. No, that's not true. I was going to sure. be more uh, emphatic I mean, and mean about it. Fuck you, you're it, full of it's shit. It's totally popular from like 8 to 12 years old when yeah. uh, I was, your, your parents make you play soccer. Yeah, I was looking into it. Um, Here's a secret about soccer. You can suck at it and nobody will notice. Uh, soccer, football, whatever you want to call it, the thing you play with your foot and little umbros, 250 <laughs> million people in mm-hmm. over 200 countries actively play soccer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you play football when you were a kid? Like, like hut hut hike, like yeah, like the putting the pads on. Yeah, yeah. That's Not, only, I mean, only yeah. that's only big here. Just nobody like in the does that. But no. but like you didn't play that game. You didn't play that game. Yeah, I, did. no, I, I never. Oh, play- like, well, I mean, I played on like I didn't play in a league. I didn't no, suit no, 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 up. No, 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 no. I played. I played in a field next to my house. Well, I played a, in PE because it's part yeah. of our organized yeah. school shit. Right? Yeah, played like, with your the, parents uh, didn't yeah. drive you to football practice. No, well, but like football, nonetheless. Absolutely huge in my entire home. Oh no no no! no it's completely huge, but it's also but become like high one of school, those, June, like yeah. all that shit. Football yeah. dominates. All it's of become it. one of those things where like football is fucking dangerous. Yeah. It's like, super dangerous. I would only play it if I'm play- if the ball has fins on it yeah. and makes a whistling That's, noise when you yeah. throw it. We've started playing with a Nerf Turbo. Yeah, a Nerf Turbo. Only but I play man. 250 million people over 200 countries play the sport of soccer. Yeah, 1.1 million high school students mm-hmm. play soccer. And 70,000 college athletes play football uh, this is in America. In America. Yeah. And seriously, who the, who the hell else plays football other than Americans? Like, yeah, I can't yeah, imagine really. a lot of people. I did see that Japan. Japan has a football league, the X League. Uh-huh. And because of how small it is, by comparison, mm-hmm. um, but it, they, the college team plays the semi-pro team oh. in, for their finals. And please, can you please guess the name of Japan's Super Bowl? Don't think uh, NFL. Think NCAA because it's really easy. You'll kick yourself. Uh, you don't get the, the, the soccer name. bowl, mm, the, the foot, the final bowl. No. So think N- think the end Madness of the year. Bowl. There's the the orange bowl, right. there, Rose Nokia bowl, bowl Rose, Rose bowl, bowl, Japan. What to- would you? Uh, Honda bowl. Close. Not a not a product. Yoshinori bowl. A food. Close. Close. Not, Stop ramen. Ramen. Think simpler. Ramen. Top ramen bowl. Udon. Simpler. Even simpler than that. Noodle. Much simpler. It's, simpler. it's an ingredient in some noodles. Wheat. A kind of noodle. Rice. There it is. It's Hi. the rice bowl. The rice Leaning bowl. Leaning on the is, noodle was wow. not the way to go. Is the Japanese yeah. is the Japanese the pro football bowl, game. Wow. I could not. Believe Are they being it. racist against themselves? Yes. Well, it's, it's it gives us right to say it now. Like that would be if we had a like a football game called the uh, KFC. Well, we already have the Tostinos. Yeah, but we don't the, the blockbuster. Bowl. Like we don't have the ha- we don't have the hamburger bowl or like the flag. Well, probably. Not. We do. We have the Orange Bowl. Mm. Uh, Florida oranges. I was looking into it. In 2006, the World Cup finals Mm -hmm. were watched by 750 million people. And that's compared to Super Bowl X-Lix. What would that be? X-L-I-X. Broke records. That's what you sign a a love note with. (laughs) Only in Long Island, though. X-L-I-X. Wait, this Uh, is for the World Cup? For the World Cup. In 2006. The Super Bowl uh, broke records with 115 million people. Uh, That's like... Just in America, mostly. Well, it is is watched abroad. I think it's the most... Yeah, Like... uh, yeah, but did you, did you know that the world the World Cup's winning team gets thirty five million dollars? I had like I no idea that like money exchanged hands. I didn't know that, um, but yeah, like uh, the big thing for soccer is always like it, like where I grew up, like high school basketball and football are the two things everyone yeah. plays, and they're. It's, 
I think even to this day, there's still no organized soccer of any kind. Oh, in your really? Yeah, zero. And, oh no, my and, dad played soccer in organized league. I played soccer. Yeah, my sister so that's played what I, soccer. when I moved out here, everyone's like, "Oh yeah, we all play soccer." Like the rest of the country really doesn't. Like the Midwest, mm. nobody gives a shit about. Okay, soccer. I'm. I'm. So, that's why it confuses. I mean, kids kids will play, yeah. but when I was growing up, zero kids played soccer. Really? But now, yeah. I, like my niece is like, "Oh yeah, they play soccer." soccer. It's like, so, yeah, it's such a good sport to play as a kid because mentioned it before, you can suck at soccer. And yeah, people will rarely hide. ever notice. Yeah. Unless you're the goalie, like everything else, like you could just like, I'll just uh, stay like thirty feet away from action at to, all to times. To make another sports comparison, I think soccer has like nine left fielders. Yeah, yeah. Like they, and I think the reason that keeps coming up, everybody's like, well, the main reason it hasn't taken off here is you can't advertise that soccer because the, the game's in motion perpetually for an hour. I'm ADD as shit. A football game comes on. Flag of the play. Let's go to Bud, like seven Budweiser yeah. commercials every six seconds. I cannot even follow can, football. Well, I'm talking yeah. about soccer, though. No, like, but soccer, it, like just the way the rules are, it can't be broken up. It's, yeah, it's yeah. two 45-minute or 90-minute match. But, like, but by, that, by your logic, though, it should hold people's attention because yeah. if there were no ads and it's always in motion, people should at least want to watch the soccer game. But they can't play advertisements on them. And right. advertisements is but the people don't even seek out sports. soccer. They're just like, yeah. No, I see. I disagree. I mean, it is it is pathetic here. My my girlfriend's I, dad is is from England. His favorite team is the Tottenham Hotspur, hmm. and they played a the earthquake, the San Jose earthquake, yeah. the ML MLG yeah. soccer yeah. team on like a child's play field. It's they, a real they, team. The pro team from England flew down here to play on. Like they have a, a high school field. They have a stadium. I know, in I know, South but Bay. it was just an exhibition game. But that's uh, how, by comparison, that's how little it is here. Yeah. Uh, and I, I love this clip. If you weren't watching, I somehow was watching the UEFA uh, championships this year. Uh, did you know that a tenth of Iceland's population mm. was in attendance? Wow. At, in attendance to watch the game when Iceland played. And the clip that went viral is the 100% professional commentator when Iceland scored the winning goal. <laughs> I had no idea. That goes on for forty seconds, and that's but that's that's a guy who's like, you should expect a goal. If if you uh, if your goal was to convey information, yeah, uh, you failed. (laughs) Well, he didn't. I didn't know that Steve Ballmer was a uh, soccer. (laughs) He did it in that weird uh, crystal pixie language that I'm just never going to understand. But that's but again, that's soccer. That's that's a a weird thing that's never never caught on here. I I think it's bigger now as as kids and when I was a kid Mm -hmm. because I've seen like my niece and nephew like they had to go through like oh yeah and you drive to soccer and the whole soccer mom term here is a thing but it's just like where I grew up man nobody gave a shit 0% yeah. soccer well, and, and, and I again we live in San Francisco which can be kind of a bubble and not yeah. indicative of the rest of the world but when the World Cup happened last time like all these bars opened Dude, up it's it's already heating up again and like, it, but it's just a like a lot of Brits but San Franciscans are so apt to be fans of things sure. I think that's just a, yeah. a new yeah. wave of nerddom but and just culture. showing up at 10 a.m. and like yeah. bars around here are packed oh with yeah people. with foreign with uh Europeans and it's yeah. like god damn it I just want to get drunk at 10 a.m. <laughs> I came play. here to get a giant <laughs> So let's start my day off. I feel, I feel bad for them. <laughs> um, and I did. This is a fun fact. Uh, the World Cup ha- even has a statistically significant effect on birth rates. Uh, the male-female wow. sex ratio of newborns and heart attacks in nations whose national teams are competing wow. goes up. Hosting the World Cup on a home team's uh, wins tends to increase male births. <laughs> wow. And total birth rate, and wow. of course, heart attacks. Yep. <laughs> 
Yeesh. And I mean, uh, yes, what the Super Bowl to... creates heart attacks. That's mostly the fucking food. <clears throat> That's great. Um, shit, what do I want to get into but now? Soccer, I don't know if you'll ever make it here uh, fully. It's not like I mean, it's, yeah. not, it's, not like it's not a thing. It's just compared cons- to other sports. My conspiratorial mind, if they can insert 90 commercials yeah, in yeah, between yeah. the I mean, I don't know ESPN's why, not like, going to bother. If Madagascar there, can't is tell there me. Is like <laughs> a soccer council that can't, that can't like that won't approve? Uh, can we just have like four 15-minute quarters? Like, Dude, they would rather show golf. They'd rather show golf in this yeah. country. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Um, the, okay, here's here's another thing that's not big in America. We talked about this before, but I tried my best to research exactly what was going on with it. Top cat, the most effectual top cat. Whose intellectual close friends get to All right, kids under 20. You're 100% justified not understanding who there's Top no, Cat is. There's no one under 20 listening to this show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Top Cat is a Hanna-Barbera character. It had one season, 30 episodes mm. of a show. S-Smart? What? <laughs> An uh, old joke. Top Cat, like, uh, in, in, it had... Shit. Top Cat, it had one season, 30 episodes of a show in, like, 1969, 19, mm. like, in the nice. early 1960s. Right. One season... And I, of course, it was rerun on Cartoon Express when I was a kid. Sure. It's, it's the, uh, uh, the the fast talking uh, grifter cat with the uh, blue hat, the purple hat, and the ye- he's yellow. Was he's he on a left Olympics team? Yes. Okay. Yes, that, he that, that, has that, made a ton of appearance yeah. in Yogi Bear stuff. You'd oh. know him if you saw him. So he was on the Yogi Yahooies. He was. Okay. Um, but uh, Hannah, yeah, what is it? Thirty episodes in 1961. However, it's remained incredibly popular in Argentina, Mexico, Peru, and Chile. So I huh. I did try and figure out why this was, um, and because if you didn't notice, uh, in 2011, a Top Cat movie was made by a Mexican, like a Mexican uh, animation studio. It became it broke box office records. Hmm. You've never seen it. It was localized with Rob Schneider as the voice of Top Cat. That We've never heard of it. it. Sounds familiar. It, it broke Mexican box office records. Got a sequel. Got a sequel in 20, uh, 2015. You did, and we didn't even know it opened up against X Men Apocalypse uh-huh. in other territories, uh, but it, in, in especially South American territories. It, that movie was a bomb, unlike the first one, which was an incredible success. But Top Cat, huge. You you can't even think of who he is, Dave. Uh, <laughs> I can't even picture it. I mean, okay. I just a, a cat in a hat, but it's a cat, in a, a purple but, vest and a purple yeah, hat, kind of like a cat in a zoot suit. Yeah, yeah. and so oh. it's, it's his Spanish title is Don Gato. E Supadilla. I don't know what that means, but I guess that's his gang. Um, just a bunch of uh, of guys getting over on the man, trying mm-hmm. to get some food. But what I looked into is that uh, one of the, one of the things you might be able to attribute it to, and I again, think the, the song "Poor Don Gato," the cat that falls off the roof and dies. Why do I know that? Poor Don Gato, <laughs> ole! But they uh, made me sing that song the day my cat got run over. Aww, uh, and I cried. But fucking, I was trying to trying to figure this out, and again, this. The internet is a beautiful place that's opened up a lot of information to all of us, but this still comes like through third-hand translations. Mm-hmm. What what it looks like is the localization. Hanna Barbera dumped. Hanna Barbera would make one season of a cartoon show and walk away nomadically, just like that's it. We don't give a shit. We'll yeah. never address this again. Uh, but so it, it, according to some reports, I think it was an article in the Guardian. Uh, somebody took unusual care. Uh, localizing Top Cat. Hmm. And what hmm. they did when translating the script, they added in a bunch of Mexican 
local Mexican uh, references, South American references. They they made everything applied to the uh, to the countries where they were showing. Slope, <laughs> no, that's exactly not what they did. Uh, but it's it's run it's run. I think not not necessarily every year, but ever since ever since the 1970s. Hmm. And again, you can't think of them, hmm. and you grew up watching them. That, uh, the, the zoot suit thing almost made a memory, mm-hmm. but I can't remember. And <laughs> a, another thing that people attributed to was Jorge uh, Arbizu. Is it via B in Spanish? Usually. Um, a voice actor. Did you read like people? A bunch of people uh, mourning the or Spanish. Bees or bees, I think. The Spanish voice of Homer Simpson died. I think this year, uh-huh. and everybody's like, "Fuck, mm. that's the guy's been Homer for like twenty eight years." Uh-huh. Like we don't know what to do. This voice actor is Mexicans Mel Blanc. He's uh-huh. the voice of Popeye, wow. Fred Flintstone, Bugs Bunny, Ringo Starr, and did Mark Michael Corleone in the Godfather dub. If I could roll my R's, <laughs> I'd say Barney. Barney. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, but yes, that is Top Cats. I tell you what, let's take a tiny little break and when we get back, we're going to talk some movies, some video games, and of course, some musical acts that don't seem to be huge in America. Commercial alert! Put the VCR on pause. Ah! Get ready, guys, because we're about to knock your socks off, because Laser Time this week is brought to you by Bombas Premium Socks. Do you not know what Bombas are, people? B-O-M-B-A-S? They're a sock that's been carefully created to improve on years of sock complacency in the industry. Look, I know that sounds silly, but as someone who buys the cheapest socks ever, waiting for them to disintegrate, smell bad, just saying, not going to do my sock shopping at Costco anymore. How about that? Uh, Bombas has a much better process. Before I get started telling you about them, remember, Laser Time listeners can go to getbombas.com slash laser time and get 20% off their first order. So in case you don't know, Bombas spent two years in research and development in order to help you get a better sock for a much better price. Uh, as someone with a band-aid on their heel, I love this advanced blister protection for heel socks uh, and a technology that helps socks stay up so you don't have to look like a creepy 1950s person with sock guards on. They come in many amazing colors beyond white and black. We're talking hot pink and green, and they're available for children, men, women, numerous sizes and styles. But again, they have a 100% customer satisfaction guarantee. Should you have any problem, Bombas will send you new socks or provide you with a full refund, so do not be afraid to try it. And even better still, let's consider this for a second. Socks are the most requested items at homeless shelters across the country. And part of Bombas' mission to making a better sock includes giving away a pair of socks to the homeless for every one that you buy. So you're not just buying socks for you, you're helping someone else get a better pair of socks, which becomes a much bigger, less silly deal when we talk about socks, people. So again, that's Bombas. Uh, Laser Time listeners can get 20% off their first order by going to getbombas.com slash lasertime. Uh, so sock up, people. You like Laser Time shows? Then you might like Bonus Time, Laser Time's weekly bonus show exclusively on patreon.com slash laser time. Here's a taste of what you've been missing. You know what does deserve a remake is uh, Skate Town USA, a roller disco movie that came out in like 1979, so yeah. too to late. take advantage of the roller disco craze Which as it was Which pretty much nine. died. But totally like, did, yeah. this was like the expendables of like sitcom actors from like mm. late 70s, early 80s. I think we may have, and like Scott Bayo shows up and Patrick Swayze in his first movie role is really good. But yeah, it really is an all-star cast. There's uh, Scott Baio, Horshack's in there, Mr. Uh, Flip Wilson, Billy Barty, 
A lot of dead people. Oh. All, like, all of these people who had such notoriety in the late 70s, early 80s, mm-hmm. and the star of it is this, like, fucking Ugh. waspy just dunderhead. He looks just like the the person. <laughs> like, he looks like teenage Mark Hamill, <laughs> but, like, if you just pinched, like, on XY coordinates and just stretched him more and didn't let him actually like age. Of Mario 64? Yes. <laughs> and then had a huge He-Man mane for hair. You're supposed like, to be like, yay him, and then Patrick Swayze rolls in, and like you can hear all the women even in the audience go like, oh, ooh. man. Yeah. And it's like, even as a guy, I'm like, I would rather fuck that guy. <laughs> like, let's be real. Like, that dude looks better, dances better, <laughs> better actor. Why am I rooting for this goober hero? Yeah. Like, who cares? Get bonus time, Laser Time's weekly, full-length, uncensored, and ad-free Patreon-exclusive podcasts, as well as weekly full-length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, physical rewards, the first season of Talking Simpson, and more at patreon.com slash laser time, starting at just five bucks. You'll help us live, and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again. Scorpions rocking you like a hurricane, which is odds odd, odds are the only thing you know by the Scorpions. Mm-hmm. They had a uh, modest success, I think, well in America uh, in the '80s, early '90s. Rock you like a hurricane being yeah. the most enduring hit. Uh, they have sold 100 million albums. They have been a working uh. band since 1965 to right now. Sellout shows in Europe constantly. Looking at the music acts, I just I'm trying to gather like stuff we've heard of. Yeah, that like Kylie Minogue. Yeah. has sold 70 million albums mm-hmm. over 25 years. Like Australia, yeah. Europe. And yeah. we know two songs by her. And that she's fucking in the Street Fighter she's movie for a second for tax breaks. Uh, but Can I get you out of my mind? Robbie Williams. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, I remember yeah, being Williams. in Ireland and like people controlling nothing. Oh, yeah. Because you, you had Time to move your body. Yeah, because he was from a boy band that America also barely knows. Yeah. Take that. Uh, yeah, exactly. No. You, don't, you never heard of it? But no. huge in England. Say so what? And I had a sister who was a teenager in the 80s. No, like, no. It, it, yeah, I remember I MTV tried. It was like in the Spice Girls Backstreet Boys era. They tried oh. to push Take That. It just didn't take Take here. what? Take, oh. take what? That's when I was What am I taking? <laughs> uh, but the, I want to take it. They won't let me. Robbie Williams, I think, still holds the record number of... He sold 1.6 million concert tickets in a day. Wow. In Jesus. one day. That's more albums than... I'm just going to say anybody sold <laughs> in America. <laughs> Uh, this year, yeah, this year, this uh, year. But you were you, you were in Ireland, Ireland, and you just had yeah. some minor notes of things that were super popular there. Yeah, I mean, I do remember like the you know like European music being like way big there, and sometimes they would come to America. So like Kylie Minogue, I remember. I remember the Macarena. Being How long po- were you there? I would go as a little kid. Yeah, like from like grade school into high school, I would go like every other summer for like a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like I remember the Macarena being big there before it came to America. That was big everywhere, son. Yeah, but it, no, it's just weird that it was big there, but like first, uh, because like so many times I would go to Ireland and it'd be like, oh, this this shit in the theater is stuff that was out last year. Mm-hmm. You guys suck. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I remember things like James Bond Junior. Like which had I, yeah. come and gone on American TV, and nobody seemed to care. Yeah. But when I went to I Ireland, looked, I looked year, it up, and like the most recent article was written in like the nineties, like. 
the show's terribly animated. Yeah, <laughs> and that's yeah. it. But then, they love it there, and I don't know if it's because, like, you know, UK thing, like, because mm-hmm. Ireland's so close to England. I imagine Like, Jane Fonda's just bigger in general. Yeah, we did a whole show about, it was called, like, Little Tunes, the yeah. little versions of cartoons. Mm, yeah. James Bond Jr. being one of the weirdest ones. Yeah, because yeah. he's not James Bond Jr. He's James Bond's nephew. Mm-hmm. But then the, no, the, the internet him, rumor is that James Bond, James Bond's brother is also named James, and that's why how he can be called James Bond Jr., Kind of like a George Foreman situation. Oh, man. Remind me to bring up James Bond again. Oh, uh, yeah. But it, did you say a <laughs> toy yeah, of some kind? Yeah. So one of the longer times I spent in Ireland was like a, an entire summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this product called the Barcode Battler was 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 big. And it's like basically like um, – do you remember the game Monster Rancher? Where uh, you would like yeah, you'd scan, you'd, you'd like go around. You could go to a supermarket okay, yeah, and scan yeah. barcodes. And it, I guess it was basically like shut up in the supermarket. The game for kids. Yeah. Like let me, I'll buy you this barcode battle, and you won't, you know, be tugging on my thing when I'm buying chocolates in candy. <laughs> uh, it, like, I actually thought it was like toys. You somehow scan no, it, it was like a, fucking amiibos. No, it was a no. video game that you well, kind of video game. It was like more like a Tiger Electronics thing. Yeah. Yeah. That is uh, a Japanese, Japanese commercial. Uh, but yeah, yeah I like, remember seeing commercials for it here, but not like no no one I knew had one. Yeah, but the closest thing I could compare it to is to this like the the American game Monster Rancher, mm-hmm. where it's like like go through every single CD you have, yeah. you'll make a different monster. This is like go through everything in the supermarket, and you'll get different stats for your barcode battler. And, and they have like in grant like everything has the same stat for everybody it's else. Just, just random shit to, based on like whatever the barcode is. Like I, I don't here's know. a commercial. <laughs> They are all around us. Millions of barcode warriors and wizards waiting to fight. Waiting for barcode battler to free their awesome power. Wow, I didn't I just expected this to have like some cute toy like interface. It is just, oh, just numbers. Yeah, the kid is, is throwing up tickets like like it's Homer Simpson's lottery ticket, yeah. generic little pieces of paper with yeah. barcodes yeah, on them. Yeah, you just scan barcodes. How exciting. And it generates a thing that you fight with. Exciting. Um, we also mentioned uh, on the wrestling side yeah. in, in Ireland, or just Europe and I guess the UK in general. Yeah. So I like I first learned of this through the show OSW Review, mm-hmm. which is like it's a, a video show hosted by three Irish dudes, and they talk about TNA Impact a lot. And it's like TNA Impact is not that big, but mm-hmm. like I looked into it, TNA Impact is pretty big in the UK. I mean, like the UK is, mm-hmm. I think, just more starred for wrestling in general. Like they'll have, they have their own leagues, but like. They don't get like uh, WWE visiting all that much. And and I can, I can like, also see it Ring of not Honor. being a profession that a lot of people growing up in the UK go. Yeah. You know what, mom and dad, I'm going to leave and become a famous wrestler. Well, it's they a have movie like, you'll never yeah, see. Yeah, they, but they have like um, going to run away and join Vince McMahon's circus. Like the way that mom. wrestling is is like performed in mm-hmm. uh, like the UK and Ireland a lot is like they go on like these uh, they're like almost like fun fair tours. Mm-hmm. And, like, they'll just wrestle for a week in, like, this holiday uh, camp, holiday, like, destination, and then, like, move to another one and move to another one. But, yeah, so, uh, like, there's a, an article that I found on VoicesOfWrestling.com says that, like, TNA Impact actually gets higher ratings, or at least at some point got higher ratings in the UK than Raw. So wow. Raw would get hundred to 140,000, while Impact would get 175 to 210,000. I was, I was going to say, I saw some of TNA's American ratings. I'm like, there's more people listen to our podcast. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and that's the thing also. Like, TNA Impact, I believe, has like a regular home in the UK, mm. whereas in America, it's been like all over the place. Like, it's now on what used to be the TV Guide gen- 
the TV Guide channel, but it, yeah. before that it was like within Destination the, America. Yeah, within the, the course of like a year that's and a half. That's where TNA is now. It's all over. It went like from the, Spike to Destination America, and Destination America dropped like a hot potato, and then they got like, and then it went now to Pop TV. Pop TV, yeah. And, 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 and now it's like, will it be there in a, in a week? The TV Guide channel. That was a that was a wash of nostalgia. I'm so glad yeah, I have to and watch that. Meanwhile, in America, again. until very recently, like, people were just thinking like. What, what what can we watch instead of TNA? What can we make the uh-huh. de facto second thing? Like mm-hmm. NXT, Lucha Underground, Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Like literally we'll take whatever is actually like smaller than TNA to yeah. just make it bigger than TNA in our hearts. But like but the, but recently they did all that stuff with uh, Matt and Jeff Hardy, the Holy uh shit. the final deletion which was amazing and it was TNA finally leaning into like yeah, we should just be like the room of wrestling. Let's be like we can't compete with WWE like being like a serious wrestling mm. organization. So let's just be cheesy. Do it, yes. yes. And I'll probably pay attention. You'll do something that'll break through just one day randomly on the internet. It'll yeah. go viral. Whereas I don't think the WWE has that possibility unless you throw a celebrity in the ring. Yeah, or usually you, it's yeah. a weird promo or something yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, Good lucha thing. Here's <laughs> Speaking of entertainment, um, I wanted to... Uh, speaking of weird entertainment, somebody suggested this to me. And not again, not a lot of information on it, but I also don't have access to a lot of Indonesian websites and South Asian uh, news stories but this film is huge uh, this film is was huge and is huge outside of America our sources tell us that a baby boy got up and crawled away from his home this morning the family has offered a reward of five million dollars baby tracks <laughs> you tell what that is that's Tony it's what are you doing Tony. Yeah, the baby. Is that Baby's Day Out? It, Elson, oh, wow. it is Baby's Day Out. Baby's Day Out, uh, it was a Jeez. small Roger Ebert story. Uh, Re- Roger Ebert, um, he just went to Calcutta and he's like, I think Star Wars were coming out. He's like, uh, Star Wars, it's the most successful film that's ever come. And he's like, no, it's <laughs> Baby's Day Out. It packs the, it plays in the biggest theaters <laughs> ever. It has been remade twice wow. in South Asia. Wow. Most recently in 1999 under a very special name, uh, James Bond. And again, what? What? look it up on IMDb. It's a movie called James Bond, and the plot is Baby's Day Out. <laughs> uh, I can't read the box. I can't. There's nobody in the cast named James Bond. I have to imagine it might mean something else. I like uh, my baby shaken, not stirred. Homes <laughs> uh, Bond, I think, is the <laughs> correct pronunciation. Baby's Day Out. Uh, again, That's a movie so I can't even remember seeing. I watched it like twice because it kept coming on TV, and mm-hmm. at first one I was like, Baby. <laughs> oh, Rhea, right. And then, like, 20 minutes in, I'm like, uh, this is... I can't look away. Yeah, it's... Well, they, they put this baby in so much danger, and if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> I think it's one of Vern Troyer's first roles, because when oh, it, if there's yeah. a car crashing next to a baby, it's Vern Troyer <laughs> in, a, in a Oshkosh, but gosh. Yeah. Um, I think. I think. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> um, and uh, now other entertainments, I wanted to see if anybody could guess... What do you think BBC's biggest export is around the globe? We're all familiar with BBC, BBC shows. We I had mm-hmm. almost nothing but PBS with as a what, cable wait, what's child. the most popular British show in other countries? In everywhere, like the most the most watched BBC show, the most exported BBC show. EastEnders. EastEnders. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to give you a buzzer on that, but I'm I think that's a real show. So I'm very it proud is. of you for yeah. not making. No, that's what my parents would watch like on PBS uh, when yeah. I was a kid. I mean, Doctor Who would be. I don't know. Is that Doctor a, Who seems the most plausible, but no. Is it like are you being served? Yeah. It's, it's like God. Is it really? It's, well, it's one of those. Oh, uh, Father Ted. I, no, no. It's it, but it's 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 a weird comedy of manners. It's keeping up appearances. Oh, this, this is funny. Yeah, but it's just like. 
But it, what's it about? Can you summarize it? I think it's uh, like uh, a lady lives like her. She lives with her husband in a house next to like in a well, in a nice neighborhood. Yeah. But she has is obsessed with keeping up with the Joneses, kind of yeah. thing. Like yeah. always looking like they're fancy when they're really not, and just the just her trying so hard to like remain. I'm very proper and I'm yeah. very put together, but then really she's not, and kind of sucks at it. Kind of what Absolutely Fabulous was too. No, because uh, I just watched a little bit of that again because there's a movie coming out. What's funny though is like a bunch of drunk ladies who are a fucking mess. It's great. I've probably only seen it like three episodes of that show, mm-hmm. but it really stuck with me because I was like, "This is pleasant." Yeah, and it. But that's the most. Yeah, the most. Mm. Ex- BBC, it's it's been. I think they said wow. a thousand different. Uh, thousand different countries. Are there a thousand countries? Are there a Where's thousand my fucking countries? Notes? <laughs> Where are my goddamn notes? Uh, but yes, it's the most is second, uh, uh, distant second of uh, the life of mammals. Say one of my what? It's, the, it's huh? like one of four DVDs my girlfriend owns, uh, the David Attenborough show. Uh, yeah, the, I was reading. Uh, I couldn't get some hard stats on it, but the the U.S. The, uh, fucking State Department and <clears throat> not State Department, but uh, had just done a study that Saudi Arabia is watching an enormous amount of desperate housewives, <laughs> and they attribute that towards like what the fuck or like. <laughs> These manners why, are weird. Why are their arms not being chopped off for everything they're doing? Well, and I don't. I don't think it's exactly that, but it's more like I think they said some of it is. Look at those fucking pigs have everything. Uh, uh, but uh, but some of it is. If you look at it in terms of keeping up appearances, it's it's not a reason America would watch a show like. Man, these people are fucking weird. Yeah. I can't stop watching yeah. this. Why does this matter? And like that's that's apparently what's attributed to keeping up appearances success. Uh, I couldn't figure it out for Desperate Housewives. Desperate Housewives has always been weird Boo. to me because it started when I was working at ABC mm-hmm. and like at a local affiliate mm-hmm. and like it was it was at the tail end of like just reality show madness where yeah. every week a new reality show was coming on. Yeah. And I think it debuted the same week as some other reality show, like Wife Swap or whatever. Really? Or, or whatever. I, th- I was thinking... So for a minute, I thought Desperate Housewives was a reality show mm-hmm. where it was just housewives trying to have sex with other people in their neighborhood. Wow. And I was like, I can't <laughs> fucking believe this is a show. As, uh, oh, it's a scripted show. Okay, never mind. <laughs> now I understand. I can't believe I took the Universal Studio tour like two years ago, and that show's been off the air for like, what? Like a while. Almost a decade. Five years, probably. Uh, the, the set is still there, and it's mm. still the Desperate Housewives set. Nobody else is using it, but I know it's been used for a ton of other productions. Mm. Never show, seen the, the Desperate Housewives. The show wasn't awful, the episodes I was forced to see because I worked there. Um, and if we're talking about exported uh, entertainment... This is weird because this 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 is this will probably separate our age groups between us and the younger people listening. There's no way, like even you guys saw that these movies. Louis? David Rudden, it is Jerry Louis. Louis. We love him in France. Jesus Christ. Uh, what, is that a joke our grandparents would get? Uh, that Jerry Lewis is big in France? Trick question. They're all dead. Nah, uh, well, that's... I was looking... I wanted to find... What's the quintessential Jerry Lewis clip? No, None of the fans know how to use YouTube. And uh, <laughs> and none of these movies are on TV anymore. And it, But this is this joke. We grew up hearing that the French love Jerry Lewis. I, I mean, yeah. the, the most Jerry Lewis... Hey, ladies! Yeah. Yeah. Can you like, just play a That French just clip? goes straight to Animaniacs <laughs> clips. Because that's how I know about this. Yeah. Uh, because Jerry, uh, miraculously still alive. The only thing we even talk I about mean, him for is the fucking the, the day the clown cried. Yeah. Movie that keeps piecing together footage of this movie Jerry Re- Lewis refuses to let us see about a, a clown entertaining people in a Nazi concentration camp. Uh, but yeah, he's still he, alive. Fucking still alive. But he was still making al- alive. movies in the forties. Still everybody else. Everybody else. Remember, he got famous with Dean Martin. Yeah. Dean Martin was in the Rat Pack. 
every single member of the Rat Pack is dead. So Jerry he, Lewis is still going up on stage. Clean living. Is he like living. 95 or he's 100? Real, he's real old, but he's still, all the shit's there. He's, he's public. He's doing public speaking events. Oh. Uh, so why is... Uh, why is Jerry Lewis big in France? And I, this is this this is what, what piqued my interest. I just heard something about it. But again, like uh, that article I read about Popeye and his relation with spinach, there's an article on Newsarama written by Eddie Dazen, ah. the old 80s comedy actor who knows a crazy amount of things about this because Jerry Lewis would say, uh, I'm, I mean, actually, I'm, I'm more popular in Italy and Greece. Uh, you guys just seem to quote me on France. Yeah. He's popular all over the like all right. over the world, way more so than he is in America. And just there's a couple of different. Is Jerry Lewis himself who said that? Uh, yeah, Jerry Lewis himself he's is also, like I'm actually bigger I've, in Italy. I've, I've heard he's like a huge asshole. Like yeah, yeah. I've read like yeah, just like uh, roundups of like oh he went to like this is a summary of what? his performance. Like mm-hmm. yeah, he'll still do performances yep. at like public speaking events. Yeah, and, but he will just like any question he'll just like mock the people yep. and make fun and it's well, like. You can't. I think he's one of the wealthiest. He might be one of the wealthiest entertainers ever. Like mm-hmm. before, I don't know. If you look up, there's some great old footage. There's a great documentary of him that Stars made I a while back. I refuse to believe that Jerry Lewis is richer than Beyonce. I, I, I'm I'm almost positive. That's like you can't. To you me. can't. There's there's nobody else you can even compare. He's got like a six decades worth of money to have. Yeah, he, he became famous with like with Dean Martin and Martin and Lewis doing comedies like that. We just mentioned he was in a fucking Ghostbusters prequel in 1955. Broke off from that and was a single-handedly a director, writer, and star of it all. That's he, why he... No one else has the power to lock a film away. Yeah. And that's that's what... Is he popular because he's loud and obnoxious? Okay. And so, then Europeans would be like, just like America. Going back and looking at it, that's exactly what one of them yeah. is. Uh, that he that he he embodies an go. American stereotype. Sure. Well, that's one of the one wow. of the reasons people pause it. Um, another person says like, I don't know any French people who like Jerry Lewis. Why do people say I that? Either, yeah. uh, I'm from France. I've never seen one of his films, but you know it. It there is proof. You have given him like director of the year award numerous times <laughs> and honored this man a tremendous amount. Uh, one guy had said that uh, French are very left wing and they champion Lewis because he's not only a comic and a famous actor, but he's always champion muscular dystrophy. I don't know any other people who have their own charity on the level of mm. Jerry Lewis. Um, but I, I did the cool, Jerry's kids. Yeah, that's in 1984. Lewis was made a commander in the Order of the Arts and Letters at Hogwarts. No, in France, which is France's <laughs> highest cultural Clarence. honor. Period. Wow. Jerry Lewis got that. And I'm going back and look at the clips. Like the dude is fucking gifted. Like <clears throat> it's the 50s, and like no one's working this hard in comedy in the 50s and mm-hmm. 60s. He worked really hard. Uh, but I, the thing I heard Penn Jillette say recently, and he's like, "I'm not even sure about this, but this is what I heard." Mm-hmm. Uh, the French consider themselves very cultured, but they're also very lowbrow in their sense of humor, huh. uh, and do like kind of humor like that. And one of the things that they don't talk about is that you just assume the French are watching the movies in English. Maybe if you thought about it for more than a second, which most people don't, they're watching it with subtitles. But they're not. They're watching it dubbed. The person playing Jerry Lewis is so gifted and appeals to the French so much that he's the reason Jerry Lewis is so popular. Mm. And I just thought that was a brilliant theory. I would have thought the French would be culture enough to go uh, subs over dubs. I can't even do a fucking French accent. Subs non dubs. We prefer our anime to be dubbed with our own voices. So how about how about we just leave Jerry Lewis behind for a second and we come into the bye next bye. one and we'll talk about some goddamn video games and some Disney people uh, and yes we'll wrap this shit up. Singing in the classes, music for your masses. Good, no head, no backstage passes. Have a cup of giggle, I'll be quite polite. But when I rock the mic, I rock the mic. You got no love, then you're with the wrong man. It's time to move your body. 
If you can't get a girl but your best friend can, it's time to move your body. And it goes a little something like this. Did all you nerds have a fun Comic-Con? Good, good. I'm glad you did. I can't wait to hear if Hank got to play that Spider-Man game we did that YouTube channel thing about. But if you're as curious about new games as I am, we wanted to recommend to you Gamefly, who is sponsoring the show today. That's right. Uh, And those of you who want to give it a shot can go to GameflyOffer.com and get your free 30-day trial. So what does that mean exactly? Well, Gamefly is kind of like Netflix, but for video games. They have over 8,000 titles to choose from on Xbox One, PS4, Wii U, 3DS, PS Vita, even PS3 and Xbox 360. So essentially this much you could try for free, Lego Star Wars, Uncharted 4, even the upcoming No Man's Sky and Final Fantasy 15 just by getting started with their 30-day free trial. Uh, But you set up a queue, they ship the games you want to your door, and you send them back in self-addressed envelopes. Plans start as low as fifteen ninety-five. If you're the kind of person who's sick of being burned by bad games, just consider this. For the price of about two to three bad games per year, you could play every game in the universe, and Gamefly even allows you to buy the games you like back at an extremely reduced cost if you decide you want to keep the game. So yes, instead of taking those risks every year, why not play every game instead of risking it on a couple of bad ones and give Gamefly a shot? And guess what? They also have Blu-rays and movies up. Apparently, I have not tried that yet. But why don't you try it and tell me what you think about it, uh, Cantista on Twitter. Because later time listeners can get started with a free 30-day trial of Gamefly by going to GameflyOffer.com slash LazerTime and let us know what you think. goodness guys thank you so much for listening to the show this week it's been a weird couple of months my computers are all broken but we're still cranking out shows baby if you didn't hear 30 2010 had a giant movie megasode man we are talking about aliens maximum overdrive kingpin clerks too uh and a best of all michael keaton's multiplicity but if you don't know 30 2010 is 30 2010 is that show where we take a very special look back to that uh the past of that week 30 years ago 20 years ago and 10 years ago if you like Diana who's been on a bunch of these shows she's on that show every single week I wanted to give that a plug uh, but also to plug our YouTube channel because uh, even with all my equipment being completely busted and once again patreon.com slash laser time that's how you support us people we have been streaming games and who knew there was a little Nikki video game we talked about little Nikki last week and we streamed the game up next we're going to be talking about a certain cartoon that weirdly has a an insane, insane old game from the late 90s, early 2000s that we're going to show you this week. I don't want to ruin it just yet. Just listen to the next segment and then maybe check it out on YouTube.com slash Network. Apparently there was a new Ghostbusters game, a 2016 one. Who knew? We did. And we had a copy in the first day and we streamed it. Not bad and it's not good either. That's crazy, right? I also encourage you to listen to Talking Simpsons if you like Bob Mackie on these shows. He's, a, he's the host of that show. It's great. It's Laser Time's chronological walkthrough of every episode of The Simpsons. In order, we are wrapping up Season 3. Who knows how many seasons we'll make it for. That's like a whole year of Talking Simpsons. And if you like Talking Simpsons, the first season is a Patreon exclusive at patreon.com slash lasertime. You guys made it happen. You guys helped us launch the show. We really appreciate that. And the first season resides there just for you guys, as well as a bunch of movie comments 
commentaries. And if you weren't paying attention, we also have two new movie commentaries up this month that we did with our Monday Night Movie, which we will announce our August movie soon. But this month, we watched Star Trek First Contact with Star Trek fanboy Brett Elston and, of course, 1984's Ghostbusters with Ghostbusters fanboy Dan Amrick. Those are available free for patrons uh, on patreon.com slash lasertime, or you can get them a la carte along with a bunch of other commentaries at lasertime.bandcamp.com. I really feel like I've plugged too much stuff and I wanted to let everybody go. So let's continue not being popular in America and get back to the show. Patrick Swayze starring Paps Blue Ribbon commercial. Yeah, uh, thirsty which, all the time. Yeah, I bring up because, uh, one, Paps, Paps has taken on a weird life of yeah. its own. Just being the hilariously shitty dirt beer yeah. from Milwaukee to the, hips, the official brand yeah. of hipsters. And in Japan, it is marketed like champagne. It is the brand is known to be an American beer, and it costs way more than uh, average your average beer. Ever seen a PBR in Japan? It's it's in a champagne bottle. Yeah, it's. it's I, I, I've never. See, I didn't see one in person. Because um, we can bring that up. To, I want to talk a little bit I about mean, it food. Is, it, it's not that different mm-hmm. than most Japanese beers. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry if there's any Japanese beer connoisseurs, but it's every light. Japanese beer I've had is like light. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of light beer. You I love Kirin, it. Sapporo, I say Asahi. Korean beer height. Yeah. I love it. I mean, uh, I would say like yeah, Japanese beers are crisp. It's like drinking whereas, alcoholic air. Whereas yeah. like uh, draft Sapporo is mm-hmm. so good, man. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, but perhaps it's just like. I drink I it, it, but I don't know that the aftertaste on Paps yeah, is still not, like not as a good. person who drinks multiple beers per week. <laughs> uh, so I just I, I just want to bring. I, I, I was I still don't like. I it. brought up. I was recently in Milwaukee. I did a brewery tour at Lakefront Brewery. Lakefront. You guys will recognize it if you're from uh, uh, the Wisconsin area. And they're like, yeah, this assembly line you see was in Wayne's World. Because uh, Wayne's World was shot in like either Aurora, the Schlitz or the Paps Blue Ribbon yeah, Factory, uh, the same place Laverne and Shirley thing was shot. With none of us ever really saw that. Uh, so these are props from Wayne's World, essentially. In the Paps, because we bought it when the Paps Blue Ribbon Factory closed, and it's still there. Like there's a Paps Blue Ribbon, two Paps Blue Ribbon buildings, and there's a highway that goes between them, and then there's a giant Paps mm. walkway. Over. Yeah. Like it's it looms over the <laughs> whole city. Uh, but they moved, and like, but it looks like they're moving back because they moved the plant to L.A., and L.A. is now out of water. Yeah. <laughs> so they're moving back to Milwaukee. Um, but uh, that's Paps Blue Ribbon. We're talk about food. I guess while we're on the subject of Japan, uh, 7-Eleven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 7-Eleven. I forgot the topic of the show. Not in America. Yeah. yeah. So, like, growing up, 7-Eleven was, like, the default. Like, oh, that's your... Co- it was shorthand for convenience Mart. Convenience yeah. store Quickie Mart thing from Simpsons. But, like, in Japan... They disappeared in my city. We have... Yeah, they're, they're we gone. We do not have any 7-Elevens. Yeah, we don't have any 7-Elevens, I don't think. Uh, we they're do in San Francisco. Still plentiful here. Or, yeah, and, 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 ho- and at home on yeah. Long Island. They're everywhere. But, like, it's weird because, like, in, in San Francisco here, like... There are 7-Elevens, but mm-hmm. they're way more corner stores than 7-Elevens. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah there's, 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 they don't have there. gas pumps. There's one downtown yeah. on yeah. Market Street for some yeah. reason. Um, yeah, whereas in Japan, they've taken on a full, like... I mean, the commuter culture, there's so much walking and, yeah. tra- and trains that, like, the 7-Elevens, the AMPMs, they are everywhere. You can stand in one and yep. see another one most of the time. But <laughs> it's, like, reasonably priced, decent yeah. food yeah. made there... Plus, like, oh, a new Monster Hunter came out. Yep. Here it is. And it's just and, weird oh, walking. Like, down, you're in the middle of an aisle. I just passed the marshmallows. And I so and I passed the marshmallows, and I'm into the 
Evangelion Jack Daniels section. <laughs> That's just in the middle of the store. Anybody it, can grab it. Yeah, they, they do, yeah. yeah, sorry. But no. they seem to be uniform. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, something that frustrates me here in San Francisco, especially mm-hmm. with, like, 7-Elevens and, um, like, Walgreens and all mm-hmm. that, like... In New York, I would be able to get beer at a 7-Eleven. Yeah. Here, I can't get nope. beer at a 7-Eleven. Nope. I nope. usually nope. can't get beer at a Walgreens or CVS, but there's one I know that has beer. But it's like, it it just boggles yeah, my mind weird. that I like just want to know where I go to get yeah. drunk. 7-Eleven. 10 a.m. soccer games. Yeah, there, there's a little bit more of a, like, they feel a little nicer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the food, I mean, I don't know. When I go to 7-Eleven here, the ones that are left, no, it's it, like, it's it, not like it's a dump heap, but it, it, it definitely... Uh, I've seen nice ones, but it it's seems still like, like you're Japan. only here to because you're the only place left selling cigarettes. <laughs> All the drugstores cannot uh, sell cigarettes anymore, really, because uh, San Francisco long time ago banned irony, mm. uh, and you can't sell uh, you can't sell cancer medication. That doesn't explain <laughs> these socks I'm and cancer. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they literally said that you, you can't sell the problem and the solution. Right. Uh, so I think a lot of stores here can't sell cigarettes, but Seven Eleven can. But do they sell vape liquid. No, you, they no? sell like those Steven Dorf blue cigarettes that are total uh, horseshit. Uh, Who needs that? Not like your real man juice <laughs> that's the, for real the boys. nautilus with coastal butter that's a big boy rocking my e-leaf uh it's but it's not just that in japan i remember i was behind some guy and you could just we would just buy this cheap cheap beer at 7-eleven <laughs> on our way home from bars just because like we can just keep drinking in the streets for like old pennies. style baby uh but it, you i also i was i'd constantly be behind people like uh can i get the fresh this and this guy would like they, they, the employees have been prepping things behind the counter, and you can buy food there. But in Taiwan, it's at a whole new level. Uh, there can be like three to four locations on a single block. Wow. Uh, they are Kinkos. They are Starbucks. They are restaurants. You can pay your utilities there. You can pay your traffic t- oh. tickets and apparently shop online and have things delivered to wow. any 7-Eleven location uh, that they don't sell. And again, if you were in Japan, 7-Eleven got there so early, they're a bank. <laughs> you see ATMs everywhere. They're just 7-Eleven. Oh, yeah. There's a shit ton of 7-Eleven ATMs in Japan. It's it's very weird. Actually, if you're in Japan, 7-Eleven is one of the few places you can guarantee there will be an ATM that will yep. that will let your U.S. card oh, yeah. like work. Ah. But it's like the equivalent in the U.S. Would you give your, Would you put your money in a Little Champ bank? <laughs> or like, like a Hux or a fucking... Like, <laughs> a Stuckies? <laughs> what are you guys talking about? Um, uh, just the regional like, corner stores uh, or convenience stores. I'm gonna try and try and blow through food. Also in Japan, Kit Kat. Jesus Christ, Kit Kit Kat. There are apparently 80 different varieties of flavors. Uh, uh, I think it 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 took on a different meaning there because uh, Kitsokatsu is a good luck wish saying, like good luck on that in the soccer game. What is it, Kitsu? Kitsokatsu. So to shorten that would just be Kit Kat. Um, It says good luck wish, and Uh, people receive them before kids receive them before tests, like. Well. The, the Japanese are like they're more sharing, whereas like yeah. America Kit Kats are whatever. They're not super popular because like fuck you, I'm not gonna break this into four I, pieces. I'm, I'm gonna so eat the glad whole thing myself. They got rid of that marketing campaign. Like give break, some yeah. to a friend. Are you? If I ever get a fucking candy bar, this is eight year old me. Yeah. I'm not sharing it with anybody. I locked my candy in a trunk. Yeah. They even made their whole give me a break. Yeah. Break me off a piece. The, the advertising no. campaign is assuming that the viewer already has one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that we're all friends. And we'll, we'll use Japan to segue I, into video games people trust. But, but I guess also real quick, closer mm. on the Kit Kat thing, because Kit Kat like, blew up mm. so much there, the number of flavors and variants. Insane. And, like, they're even regional. So yep. like we would go and like, and, oh, here's and highly a... highly limited. Yeah, here's a red bean one that is derived from this exact... It's supposed to be from this region mm. in Japan. It Earl tastes... Grey. I had an Earl Grey Kit yeah, Kat and bar. lots of matcha and strawberry <laughs> and things like that. But, like, most, most of America is, like, chocolate. It's fine. Regular yeah. chocolate. And Japan has a, so many great Kit Kat Give me any of this dark chocolate or white chocolate shit. I want regular yeah. chocolate. <laughs> and uh, speaking of Japan... 
Ah, uh, Monster Hunter. Victory, sound, Victory Quest from MH4U. I don't think that was what brought upon this episode. Monster Hunter no. Generations did come out. We just streamed it on our YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash laser time. Brett and I are big fans. Did work for the company, though. Yeah. Uh, just so, did a VG Empire on Monster Hunter But we, well. I am a giant Monster Hunter fan, and it has never taken root in America. So, uh, not well, in maybe, maybe now. Not until right now is the most popular it's ever been. Yeah. So, in Japan, like, if you've vaguely heard of Monster Hunter or, or, or not, it's a game series where you pick a character and you craft a bunch of weapons and armor, mm-hmm. but fight crazy big monsters, and yeah. that's the fun. You fight with friends, and, and you get a sense of teamwork and camaraderie. But in Japan... It started on consoles, PS2, and did okay, but when it went to PSP and handhelds, it blew the fuck up. New life. And 3 million, 4 million being four sold. Million, like, one of the games sold 4 yeah. million on PSP. Portable, P- portable third in PSP. Japan. So, a portable, the third portable one in Japan, like, blew up. And mm-hmm. then over here, yeah, we got one, we didn't get two, we didn't get a lot of the spinoffs, and mm-hmm. we got some of the PSP ones, and the Wii, Monster Hunter tried mm-hmm. it okay, and... 3 Ultimate did reasonably well when it came out here, but 4 Ultimate and now Generations just came out. There's enough like connectedness through the internet, and the yep. word finally kind of got out like, oh, this is why this is so fun. In Japan, again, that commuter culture made yeah. playing locally Yeah, yeah, that, on that's, that's the interesting thing part yeah. about it. It blew up because handhelds there. And also, being we said this on our Japan podcast, there's no stigma from pulling out a game system and yeah. playing in the middle of the street on a subway. Yeah. And there'd be people just hanging outside in yeah. front of convenience stores or wherever, like, oh, you guys want to hunt? Stranger want to play Monster Hunter? Yeah. Yes, I do. Or that's if, what you we have do. A, if you have an hour-long train ride, I bet at least 16 other people on this train or playing the new Monster Hunter. Say that as a frustrated person who worked there. They didn't bother making online for it because <laughs> yeah. it. Who's going to play online? Ooh, Japan, Japanese people don't play online. Why would we make that? To make that? it work here. Yeah, it's it like, still has no voice yet. It's, it's like sort why of would I spend the money to add online when it's going to sell four million in my native country? Even Street Fighter players know that. There's, there's nothing compares to playing in person. That is yeah, the yeah. best way to do it. Um, uh, but to put it in perspective, Monster Hunter Four sold four million copies. And uh, in case you didn't know, that's more than, as of this recording, than Halo 5 sold. It's more than Uncharted uh, 4 sold. That's two, two, the two big exclusives on the arguably the bigger platforms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Uncharted's getting close to 3 million. To put that in bigger pers- perspective, Monster Hunter 4 didn't come out in America. Yeah. In Japan, uh, in one territory alone, yeah. it outsold I mean, and it's, it's globally fun, yeah. Uncharted 4 and, and Halo it's 5. it's on 3DS, yeah. which should be a hindrance to sell that many outside of Pokemon you'd yeah. be like well what would really on a 3DS sell for it's like Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter. it's massive in if, Japan. You, if you looked I tried to add it all up like if you looked at it you could probably go up to one in four people in Japan and ask if they had a Monster Hunter game on them and they might <laughs> say, they, it, like any just across the board the it's series because like, the series also isn't that old to have sold yeah, 30 million it's copies about, it's just over 10 years it's like 11 years yeah. old and but this is in the same... But we, the reason we kind of bring it up in this show is this mm-hmm. and Dragon Warrior slash Dragon Quest yes. are both huge brands that N- Nintendo and Capcom, respectively, mm-hmm. and Enix or whoever, Enix, have tried to make them big mm-hmm. in the U.S. And they find moderate success here and there, but they yeah. never explode like they have in Japan, where mm-hmm. they are like changing... The way culture will interact with each, like game culture will interact with each other, and like they had to change the day games release in Japan because of Dragon Quest. Because like, Dragon Quest came out on a school day, and all of a sudden a bunch of kids didn't show up to school. That's the rumor anyway. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they said like, "All right, games come out on weekends now. We yeah. can't have kids missing school because Dragon Warrior is so popular." But looking at Dragon Warrior, which bought Dragon Warrior, yeah. which they had to give away free with a subscription to Nintendo Power because yeah. Nintendo mm-hmm. in the US. is like, "This is so big in Japan. We're gonna publish it. We're gonna help you localize it. Publish this in America." And surely this will be a success because they knew they had four more Dragon Quest games to yeah. sell after Dragon Wars. They gave it away. Yeah. And they literally couldn't give it away. It got reviewed well. Yeah. And that's what I don't understand. I played it multiple times. Final Fantasy, 
I, maybe it did, Final Fantasy didn't take root immediately in America. I think it, no. that was a slow burn. Yeah, it came, we got it pretty late in 90, and then it, mm-hmm. we got it so late that I think 2 and 3 in Japan were already <laughs> out. Yeah. Such but that, but still, that Final Fantasy is is very popular, mm-hmm. and Dragon Quest is arguably... The first NES games look almost identical. Like, yeah. are, like, why did one of these take off and not the other? Yeah, it's weird. And then you, we go over to Japan, and then, like, Dragon Quest is way bigger than Final Fantasy yeah. over here. Yeah, it's, and, I mean, I, I don't know about any more, but there are definitely eras where Dragon mm-hmm. Quest was the game. Yeah. The series. But, like, I think the big thing 64 is... 64 million copies yeah. sold over the last 30 years. We just did on 30 2010. It celebrated its 30th anniversary, 30th anniversary this year. And the big thing is, like, for whatever reason, I guess Enix decided not to keep localizing mm-hmm. after 2, 3, and 4 came out. It's like, eh, forget the Super Nintendo ones. Mm-hmm. The problem is, Super Nintendo in the US, that's when we got Final Fantasy 2 and 3, yeah. aka 4 and 6. That and those were the ones that were made that actually made the ground swell and like people were like, damn, Final Fantasy, these games are really good. And yeah. then when seven came out on PS One, it blew the. That's door. what really blew up in the U.S. Even though six sold really well. And I, when the person we were talking to is like, Final Fantasy is not as much of a household name as Dragon Quest is, but it, I know we see like Lightning just mm. is selling Prada bags yeah. right now, and I think <laughs> part of that is because Square introduces new characters with every Final yeah. Fantasy game. That kind of licensing is, is yeah. omnipresent in Japan, whereas Dragon Quest has stuck with the same characters. Yeah, and yeah, they yeah. might not be as cool yeah, in well, the Mercedes it's us- Well, it's usually just like yeah. slimes and stuff. Yeah, you can't monsters, have a slime like advertising yeah. or designer t shirts and shit. Yeah, but, yeah. but both of those. The US like, is getting a second shot with uh, eight and seven are coming yeah, to seven and eight remakes. Mm-hmm. So seven remake. But yeah, those are both huge, big examples of like games that are titanic successes in mm-hmm. Japan, and despite large efforts from their publishers in the US, yes. they never quite caught on. Monster Hunter is at its peak. Mm. now mm-hmm. I think that it's ever been which is good because it deserves it and Dragon Quest I've never been that big into yeah. but I did love the first one and I actually uh, did like 8 a lot so. well, which one was on 3DS was that 9? that was 9 I liked it a well, lot nine I liked was, that a lot regular, too regular. I mean just it's like a no fucking around this is a very this is a yeah. traditional JRPG yeah Let's regular DS I think from like 2011 maybe mm. yeah, uh, I like that one it was and- good I want to. We're gonna go back to Japan in a second, but to stay on video games. Sure. This is why we want to reach out to people listening who, like David, lived abroad yeah. for a little bit, or people who uh, a lot. Of, I know we had a lot of listeners early on in the Talk Radar days from people who were stationed in military bases, oh, yeah. uh, who would be in a completely yeah. foreign country and like couldn't speak the language, but podcasts were like their savior. Yeah. With, uh, like one of our uh, patrons, uh, Aziz Toyjari, mm-hmm. like he. he t- he was on a bonus time a while ago yeah. talking about games that were popular there, like Crash Bandicoot and Spyro were yeah. apparently really popular. Like, and it's like, yeah, PS1 games are popular, PS2 games, because like that's what we can like you know, afford. Yeah. Like, yeah, getting a, a new console, getting a PS4 or, X- or, PS4 or Xbox One in a country like that is not going to be easy. Yeah, and that's the same goes for Brazil. Our buddy Yuri yeah. was telling us about the game trade in Brazil that like, if you import a console in and it's not built there or has a base there or doesn't somehow pay the people of yeah. the country you pay this giant tax so yeah. it's like thousands of dollars to get a new console so these old consoles cling to life in, uh, had cling to life in Brazil and bootlegs uh, proliferated but yeah. but like just all these old SNES PlayStation series were still big like uh, yeah. like a few years ago well, like Top but, Gear is massive yeah. in there and, uh, well, yeah. I, uh, while we're on the subject of video games I want to come back to Japan I really need someone from Europe England, whatever, mm. to explain this to me. This is the Sinclair ZX Spectrum Plus 2. It's a fully operational computer with 128K memory, but it comes with three James Bond games and a light gun that fires armor-piercing shells. Now that's your assignment. No, no, don't sit in that chair! 
Mega Fire of the Year. The ZX Spectrum. So, yeah, the ZX, the Commodore 64, your Sinclair. Mm -hmm. uh, let's say Towns Marty while we're at it. Amstrad. The Amstrad. Like, I'd re they, are, they bought Sinclair. <sighs> I don't know what these things so, are. I yeah. think they're Commodore-y like, half PCs. Home computers mm -hmm. that have keyboards and various forms of input, whether it's tape or carts yeah. or discs. It's like... Those were big there. Well, in NES, Nintendo yeah. never really caught on. Yeah. Um, so that's what was big there. So when we would work, when we have our like European counterparts. Yeah, like they played a ton of old, a surprising amount of Master System games, yeah. Genesis, Saturn games, but like I don't know missed the, the NES. Yeah. Entirely. I don't know what the Sega angle is. Like why? Why that? I think popular. Sega got Sega had a European yeah, branch before yeah, Nintendo. They were there really. in more force, and mm -hmm. their and their marketing and advertising was a little much like Sega of America who had the whole edgy Sega scream, but like. Uh, in Europe, or I guess England, it might have been Europe wide, but just like the whole like to take this to, to be this good takes ages, to mm -hmm. be this good takes Sega or whatever. Ages and Sega kind of spell set, you can spell them, but they would be kind of raunchy and like peeing in the snow yeah. advertisements, like spelling Sega, and I'm just like hey, hey. Hmm. whereas Nintendo just didn't do anything, so Sega yeah. got in early, and the, but yeah, the whole home computer thing just. Which is it, weird. I, it was did kind I show you that whole collection of Rick Mail uh, Super Nintendo commercials that he did? The oh, guy from yeah. the young ones. They're great. I thought yeah. they were really funny. But yeah, uh, like, it's on our YouTube channel. Yeah, they uh, the home computer thing, like C64 was here, but like I never had one. None of my friends had one. One of my one. friends had one, and I'm like, I remember he turned it off. I'm like, how the fuck does this... How do you do this again? Like, yeah. it had, like it, what is this? An I, a, a BIOS? <laughs> yeah. Well, how do you get back to the fucking game? <laughs> yeah. But I, to be honest, like that's probably how you sneak in to people's homes. Uh, you offer a computer in addition yeah, to... at the time, especially in the U.S., it would, like, game consoles were poisoned from Atari and mm -hmm. just too much, too many bad games flooding the market, so the idea was like, well, we'll try to sneak home computers yeah. in. That's why the Nintendo was called the Nintendo well, Entertainment System well, and not a video game. There's a lot of things that happened because of that, but that's why Nintendo pushed itself in here as a toy yeah. and not a computer, yeah, not yeah. an electronic, not an electronic so, device in the toy aisle. What was the stuff like... We played a, hmm. a bunch of Rare, Rare Replay, replay. Like what are the was those that, that is, Commodore that is, or which one? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, that's the thing is everything rare prior to Cobra Triangle yes. and RC Pro Am. You like you it can see every American's eyes glaze over. And, where you're oh like, my god, yeah. what is this? It, it, they're really hard to. Yeah, pick I'm up walking and play. diagonally, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. in, like Saber Wolf, and yeah. like all these games. You're like, I don't even like. It's so foreign to me. Like yeah. I can't even like I can't even comprehend the action on screen, and it's the first time I feel like. What parents felt like in the eighties when you're like, what are you? How do you play this game? I don't know. <laughs> like, what is the perspective I'm viewing the screen from? <laughs> but yeah, any any of our, our listeners abroad, like, if you want to chime in in the comments, mm. uh, tell us about your ZX or mm. your Amstrad. Yeah, or... I, I, I can't. I can barely tell what they are. And I remember Grim and I were sort of mocking old video game magazines sure. and the fucking magazine, Your Sinclair. Your we just Sinclair. we see it and just start laughing. <laughs> and then we also look at it like. Published from 1983 to 19, 1993. Wow. <laughs> like what the? And we had to like end up reading like what this was, and it, it wasn't not necessarily an upgradable PC, but like PCs that did iterative updates. So yeah, like they would iterate. But... Ten years of games fluttered onto the spectrum, and like we yeah. don't know shit about oh. it. It like never came here. Same thing with the Amiga. Like yeah. everything about Amiga is like yeah, it was here, but like. Europe, it was way different. Mm -hmm. Like they were much more into it. A lot of like notable game composers, like Tim and Jeff Fallen or uh, Hubbard. I forget his. I'm blanking yeah, on his name. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I try to do some Hubbard. quick research for like. Um, I know China and uh, Korea 
kind of play vastly different games than get played here. The free to play genre has been like was alive and well there long before it was over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's get leave video games while heading back to Japan. I tried to keep this light mm-hmm. as light as I could on Disney characters because <laughs> I wanted to see what Disney characters were overseas and cartoon characters. But you know, I, I love Japan partially because they more than anything really love these old cartoon characters that I find to, to be the, like a, a genuine high point for animation. That is not a bias claim. There was more money put into it. There was more focus put into it. It wasn't a. Uh, it didn't. Ha- they they were theatrical shorts. So they weren't TV shows. They didn't have the same deadline. So right. they, you get better cartoons. Their Disney stuff. I've told that story about Donald. That I love that Japan pretty much is just like yeah, Mickey sucks. <laughs> Donald or other characters or like yeah. Chip and Dale. That like a little a lot of Chip and Dale stuff. Like preteen girls running around with like <laughs> just Donald keychains on their phone. Like yes, they get it. <laughs> they get it. Um. They get it, and um, the weirdest one, though, and if you've ever played the game Sum Sum, it was one of the first sums yeah. in the game. Like, who is this? Tsum Tsum. Tsum Tsum. Who is this white cat? And uh, remember, we were in the Disney parks, and it's like Ariel and Woody from Toy Story and Marie from Aristocats. Aristocats? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like, just as a character, she's incredibly popular, and she has her own line of products um, from Aristocats, a movie. <laughs> Most uh, even hard, hardcore Disney fans have not seen. Yeah, I've uh, but the cats—it's just a cute white cat with a pink bow, uh, and it, it, it spun off into its own manga. In wow. one of—I want to say the first times in history. Uh, and in the manga, what is it? It looks like Maria and Marie, spelled M-I-R-I-Y-A. Maria mm-hmm. and Marie—the only time a Disney character has been given a human counterpart. Wow. <laughs> Which is Maria Banford? No, it's not Maria. No, it's not Maria. I can't do a good Maria Banford, but it <laughs> might. Um, but yeah, it's a, Maria is super, super popular there. And one of the things I thought was hysterical, hysterical is like how popular one cartoon short cartoon mm-hmm. short from the 40s is abroad. And you could probably guess what it is. if you. So think of the cartoon shorts you watched as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the hardest part about transporting a, a cartoon overseas? To another country, uh, just say there you yeah, go. Yeah. So if you're picking, picking and choosing, what cartoon has the least voice acting? Oh, uh, like Rod Tom and Jerry, Brett Elston. Uh, yes, Tom. I don't, know, and, I don't know why that leapt to me. Tom but. and Jerry. It's really weird because like in, so I was thinking Bugs Bunny Roadrunner, but I don't know. Uh, in or Germany, they Jesus said, Wiley Coyote Roadrunner. God I couldn't. Damn. I found them oh, a couple months ago. I couldn't find them again. In Germany, there are some things where like. Where there there does need a little bit of an explanation because it's too American. So mm. there's a German narrator who will rhyme huh. and narrate a Tom and Jerry cartoon. Oh, weird. But other than that, they don't talk. Yeah. So they they were easily transported to everywhere. See, he's painting a tunnel, and uh, they, these aren't as uh, prevalent here in Germany. But uh, is where cars go through, uh, and he's about to hit it very hard uh, in his face. Oh, as you can see from Acme before. It's now not Tom has blackface, and uh, this was funny to Americans uh, in the 1940s. Anvil is a large <laughs> and now he's hitting uh, Tom's Ines with a board with a nail through. <laughs> uh, we uh, enjoy that it's a sect act. But that uh, went from Arnold Schwarzenegger to Werner Herzog to Jacques Cousteau yeah, very fast. We're not good at this. Um, but I, this is my favorite thing I read. Of course, it's from the fucking Wikipedia um, about Tom and Jerry. A 2005 nationwide survey taken in Japan by TV Asai, the beer folks, uh, sampling age groups from teenagers to adults in their 60s, ranked Tom and Jerry number 85 in a list of the top 100 anime. Wow. wow. Tom and Jerry is in the top 100 anime, according to Japan's own citizens, uh, because anime is obviously just what they call animation there. Right. Um, and it's the only non-Japanese animated cartoon on that list. How's um, no Disney stuff in there? Yeah, I don't, well, I, if you think about it, 
Well, I thought they had Goof Troop because when we were there, like, we went into that store and we went to Disneyland and, like, there's a lot of Goof Troop shit oh, yeah, here. Yeah, it was like Max was at Disneyland. And Max Island. was physically at Disney. I've yeah. never seen yeah. Max, his name, full name, Max Goof. Uh, <laughs> it's the only Disney character. He's special because it implies Goofy fucks somebody. Because he's Goofy's son, not his nephew, like Huey, yeah. Dewey, and Louie, or Morty and Ferdy. Is that, the, that girl character in that? Is that not Goofy's wife or something? Uh, no, Goofy does not have a wife. He might have been seeing somebody, but like uh, Max has existed since the 1950s uh-huh. in some form or another. Goofy Jr., um, that's a fascinating story I'll say for another time back in the studio system Dave was Goofy voice left and that's why you have a bunch of silent Goofy ah. cartoons and then when he came back Goofy's like has a kid in a house in the, in the suburbs I'm that one <laughs> but, well it, it, that, that in the 1950s they're kind of terrible and I love them anyway the well, cartoons aren't as Goofy it's just it's as ridiculous they're more like Oh, a panther's loose in the backyard right. rather than like how to work out or, maybe yeah. uh, so he he got married and uh, his wife died in childbirth, and that's why he just was silent for so long. Is that because he was just so Ooh. depressed? You called him. Pinto Colvig, I believe his name is. I uh, wanted to, to briefly touch upon some other cartoons. I have done too many shows about Christmas specials, but I want to give a shout-out to my UK folks. The Snowman. They watch The Snowman every year. Oh, yeah. it's the, it is, in my opinion, one of the best Christmas specials ever made. So beautiful. It's fully worth watching every year. But uh, European comic stars is what I was looking at. And I love that anybody I've ever met who lived in England, Ireland, uh, India, Tanzania, uh, anywhere in Europe, Tintin. Tintin is the biggest thing in the fucking universe and just didn't get here at all. I never saw it. Yeah, I mean, Um, I have a couple friends who, like, oh, I read Tintin. I'm like, yeah, but that's a little weird. Dude, the whole world read Tintin, except for us. That's the... that's. That's the one I'm lamenting because yeah. it looks great, and like because huh. I saw that they had a Nickelodeon cartoon for like a hot second. It's like yeah. a one season Nickelodeon. I ended cartoon. up seeing the movie twice on a plane. I have never seen the movie. It, either, it was good. Which yeah. remember is the first of three, and yeah. it's just America isn't asking about it. Yeah. They just don't care. Uh, poor Tintin. The Spielberg yeah, I, one. Yeah, they made more. There, it was supposed to be him and Peter Jackson were such uh, Tintin fans right. that he was going to Spielberg directed the first one yeah. Peter Jackson would direct the second uh, and then they would both produce a third film and they were going to adapt their favorite Tintin stories and just it, it, nobody cared huh? yeah. chirp crickets I like I, uh, a friend's kid like wanted me to read it with him mm-hmm. a couple years ago and I just remember reading it and being like God damn it! Why did I read all these dumb Judy Bloom novels yeah, yeah. and R.L. Stein books? Yeah, you when know, I could have like a kid detective fighting people yeah. with guns and cigars and booze. He and, fucking he shits all over Encyclopedia Brown. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. And he's got a dope ass dog too, yeah. Snowy. And I'm just it's one of those things I'm super pissed about. Asterix also uh, being Asterix the yeah. Gaul for some reason when we would uh, we would go rent a beach house certain summers in Florida at St. George Island of the White Trash Riviera. Um, <laughs> They, their comic had a, a localized version of Asterix, and in terms of his design, like that's everything I like about cartoon mm-hmm. characters. He's the little Viking guy, yeah, yeah. Uh, blonde Viking guy from France. Gerard Depardieu has starred in two movies yeah. as that fat friend, the well, biggest guy in France. He's, he? he probably qualifies yeah. for the entire list. Um, oh wait, I, I didn't. I didn't read that part off. Uh, I feel like there's a Tom Genesis. and Jerry on the list of yeah. best anime according to Japanese citizens. Beat a uh, uh, <laughs> beat to beat Macross and Ghost in the Shell. Wow. <laughs> Uh, and Little Princess Sarah, sorry, just uh, throwing that out there. But Asterix, I don't know enough about it because I haven't seen enough of its localized. Uh, I just stuff, remember there being European a comics. Genesis yeah. game, I think. Yeah, there was a Genesis game yep. inexplicably over here. Yeah, and then not till years later did I realize, oh, that's based on something. And if we're ever dying to do a shit show, I did look at Baby's Day Out. They did. It was no supposed way. to be the next big John Hughes wow. movie. So there is a there is a Genesis ROM, unreleased Genesis ROM out there. Yes. Of Baby's Day Out. 
uh, where you it, it's it, gameplay wise, holy shit, that makes more sense than any. Sure, yeah. Save the baby. Hmm, do um, I save the baby or do I control the baby <laughs> in a series of like lemming style <laughs> traps? Okay, I don't want to. I don't want to get too crazy on this, but fertile ground for Baby's Day Out games. Um, wanted to close this out with uh, just a little look at a recent phenomenon. Oh, this is, I found something called UTEs, compact pickups. Urinary tract expectations. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but UT, they're little, little. You've seen them in, you see them in like videos of Africa and Australia, just like pickup trucks that are the size of hatchback cars. Yeah. So they don't what, exist here. These aren't what uh, Fred Gwynn was talking about in My Cousin Vinny. Two Utes. Two Utes. Two Utes. Two Utes. That's a deep reference. Yeah. I'm going to say I got it, Dave. Uh, but yeah, no Utes. Um, but I wanted to talk a little bit about the Chinese box office, mm-hmm. uh, which oh, is a yeah. which is a relatively recent phenomenon. Uh, the, C- CBO, the new channel. Uh, when, <laughs> it's when you're uh, in a car and you all switch spots. And, and, and looking at the highest grossing list of films, it's fascinating because a lot like America, everything is from the last four years, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you've heard those stories of. Um, Hollywood tailoring certain scenes or including sure. a certain amount of Chinese actors or scenes to get into China because yeah. the box office there has just become relatively competitive with the U.S. Uh, what Up until the recent boom, and again, this is like five years old, yeah. um, the mo- the highest gross... You'll, ne- you'll never be able to guess this. I'll try and drop some clues. All right, here's my buzzer and clang noises. Uh, the highest grossing animated film in China ever as of like 2011. Cloudy uh, with a chance of meatballs. Uh, it's so much. It's so much worse than that. It's so much worse than that. It's partially animated. Mm-hmm. I'll say partially animated. Uh, Mary Poppins. This has happened around the the two thousands, the two twenty tens. It's a sequel to a popular movie, Cars Two. Has Bill Murray as a prominent voice actor. Garfield Two. Garfield no, Two: A what? Tale of Two Kitties. Uh, it's. I, I don't want to say that with judgment, but like. Foreign box office tend to eat our garbage voraciously, <laughs> uh, and in recent memory, they have the Chinese box office alone has justified returning to uh, series. And if yeah. you look at yeah. like the Transformers movies, are this weird phenomenon of like I, I'll admit it, I don't know anybody, any teenagers or anybody in their early twenties. I have two cousins. That's sure. It. I know kids, and I know people who are twenty-eight and up. None of them like the Transformers movies, <laughs> yeah. and they all like Transformers. Yeah, I'm who really, does? Who is seeing I'm these movies? So baffled by this shit, I don't know. But China is one of those answers. Right. It's one of the high, like all of those movies are some of the highest grossing movies. Yeah. It, it, yeah. To, to China's credit, their highest grossing movie ever as of this year is a movie called The Mermaid, made by Stephen Chow. And Stephen Chow, if you don't remember, is fucking awesome. The guy who starred and directed in uh, Kung Fu Hustle and oh, Shaolin yeah. Soccer. That oh, guy's great. Good. And I, yeah. I, whatever he makes, I want to see. Uh, but yeah, like uh, there were two recent examples of movies that didn't find an audience mm-hmm. here. Uh, Terminator Genesis being yeah, one of them. Right. It, it shares this distinction with one other film. Uh, America hated this movie. I think this one under the radar is one of the worst things that's ever happened. I think. Well, in, yeah, in it's China, re- it's really bad. They, have they, if, if they don't have the previous movies, they don't know how it just like shot on the continuity and just make. Maybe, yeah. yeah. I think I think maybe the marketing is that strong. Maybe people have that much spare time. But it it, it is it has the distinction of being um, it's the first movie ever to make four hundred million dollars globally without making a hundred million in America. Wow. It didn't cross a hundred million. It did not make back its budget even slightly. But because of China, it's not a loss. Hmm. And Jackie Chan was in the media recently, like 
you fuckers better get ready because I, I know you have no I'm paraphrasing right. um, you're all garbage uh, <laughs> I'm paraphrasing but like I don't think you understand the success of, you don't know what's about to happen because the success of Warcraft we did right. we, yeah. uh, Warcraft I, panned critically did not do well here is one of the highest I think one of the top 10 or 20 highest grossing movies in China ever yeah. right. and will make sh- and almost ensure the series continues yeah, I, I went to that with a friend who likes Warcraft mm-hmm. and I didn't know shit about mm-hmm. Warcraft and it was one of those movies where like five minutes after if you put a gun to my head I couldn't tell you a single character's <laughs> name like nothing <laughs> sun- sunk in Ugg Zug yeah <laughs> Wizard Boy there's the orcs. Uh, no, I, I don't. I never saw and it. I have no interest in seeing it. I, I think most people who like Warcraft don't have an interest in I, seeing it. I always I, thought I, that was a foolish I, mistake because, like, I was vaguely interested because it, I was like, I don't care about WoW, but I did love Warcraft one and two, and it was which like, does have a story, that, yeah. which have a direct story, and yeah. it was like, oh, it's based more on that. And I was for a minute, I was like, actually. I do yeah. want to see choke call in the cosmo dot. Like, yeah, I'm kind like, of interested. Even in Duncan that. Jones' description of like, no, this is this is a story about the foundation of the universe, yeah. which is the foundation of the gameplay in the tides like, of darkness. And I, I could see myself getting behind that. I'm but bummed big, that it didn't do well. The biggest star in it was Ben Foster, so that tells you something. Ben Foster. Well, I don't ben go Foster. to these. I don't go to a movie like that for star power. I yeah. don't go to any movies for star power unless I you're Spider Man. CG orc to uh, make me feel. Things uh, I that tried. A man can't. Well, uh, like, well, speaking of like Marvel, yeah, wasn't it? Wasn't that like an entire like like sequence of scenes in like Iron Man or something? Iron Man that, Three, one of the top ten yeah. movies in China yeah, ever made, they purposely. Uh, and I mean, even Dark Knight when he's like, "Why is he suddenly in China?" For that scene yeah. is so good, though. It is. It's great. That yeah. scene is so good. Uh, I oh, I forgot to bring up this one. Speaking of people introduced specifically for foreign territories, if I would you know who this is? If I played this clip, I just love talking about Disney shit. Como vai você? Como vai essa força? Por onde tem andado? Há quanto tempo que eu não vejo? Que é de novo? Or as you Americans say, what's cooking? Imagine meeting me here. Don't know. Have you ever been to Bahia? Bahia? Brazil? Dave Rudden, it is Brazil. <laughs> it, it is Brazil. Uh, I. This is a fascinating film. It's not a very. It's hard to love. Three. Uh, the three caballeros. Uh, uh, it is literally. Pro- it's beautiful, sweet mm-hmm. propaganda. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was done in a weird time in Disney's history. The studio had no money. His animators were about to go on strike, uh, and he had the opportunity to go on a goodwill mission to South America during World War II to try and one drum up. Uh, under the guise of sort of making a film but mm-hmm. also uh, he really needed to get out of his studio he really needed the United States uh, government's money from the War Department which was coming in but to improve relations with South America so they would join us as allies in World War II and they produced two movies uh, Saludos Amigos and the Three Caballeros uh, it introduced briefly two other characters I believe if you're an Epcot on the Mexico ride Donald and these two other birds yeah, yeah, yeah. are still there the, the, the bird you're hearing is the uh the green one, that's Jose uh, Car- Carioca. Mm-hmm. Jose Carioca. I forget how Donald said it. Uh, that's a Brazilian bird. Probably. <laughs> and it's it's one of the weird instances of like, yeah, it's maybe he doesn't seem to be an offensive stereotype. Uh, like he's marketed as like Donald Duck, but calmer and more dapper. But, so nothing like Donald Duck. Mm. Uh, I think he can... Well, that's the thing. Like, I don't know anything about his... He's like his, Mickey Mouse except loud and perverted. I don't know anything about his exploits. Uh. But he has two issues every week in yeah. Brazilian comics. Mm. Uh, and has for years. And he's been popular in Brazil mm. for a long, long time. And uh, I think 
I found one piece of merchandise that featured Jose. But uh, yeah, the Brazilians really dig him. And I, I was, I have all this information on Disney comics. That let me see if I'm quickly can rattle this off. Nearly one in four Norwegians reads Donald Duck comics now. Hmm. Um, it's did you ever hear the story of the Good Duck artist? How many um, Norwegians so, are there? I don't. I, but that's, Donald Duck comics are read in I would say more countries than they're not. We oh. just happen to be one of them. Hmm. It's very weird that Disney bought Marvel. And Marvel doesn't have any interest in publishing Donald Duck comics, which, by the way, top Marvel almost everywhere in the world. Mm. They let IDW publish Donald Duck comics instead. Huh. Uh, and that the Duck comics are so popular. Carl Barks is the guy. I love this the story of him. He was an animator at Disney, didn't work collaboratively very well. So they like kind of kicked him down to like, you work on the newspaper strip in the comic. And, uh, and of course, if you look at the comics, they're hilarious because Donald gets, like, paragraphs of things to say because when you read it in your own head, you can understand them. Um, and they also, the comics, even more so than the cartoons, very easily localized. They're, they're imported all over the world. They don't even, because it's a Disney thing, they don't, he doesn't even get to sign his name on it. But people around the world begin to notice they liked certain Donald Duck comics more than others, and they began to refer to some of these drawings. Ah, oh, this is the good duck artist. <laughs> and Carl Barks oh. is a one-man band. Uh, meanwhile, and I'm segueing to the thing I watched last night, uh, they didn't really tell Carl Barks about this. Jeez. Hey, uh, he, his name was not on any of his product. No one knew that there was this one guy writing and drawing all of this stuff, and it's the basis for DuckTales, which is the basis for Indiana Jones, which is the, he invented Scrooge McDuck. He invented, uh, I think he invented the Nephews. That's all from the mind of Carl Barks inside mm-hmm. the comics. I guess it's um, important to note there when you say DuckTales influenced Indiana Jones mm-hmm. that... Most of us would think, oh, like the cartoon. But mm-hmm. wait a minute, that movie came before the cartoon. It's the comics. The yeah. comics were around when the fifties. Yeah, or? and just like any obscure character who isn't Launchpad McQuack or Gizmo Duck has had his own solo comic like and Gyro might still Gear be loose. And... Yeah, it might still be going in a lot of Scandinavian countries. Um, and I believe someone said as, as a protest when people are voting if they don't like anybody in the ballot. Donald Duck is <laughs> how they, they write in Donald Duck as a candidate. He's Donald now Duck president is the of six best. countries. Donald Duck is the best, but I wanted to close this out, and we'll close it out with a song by Rodriguez. Did anybody see the documentary Searching for Sugar Man? No. It's, it won the Oscar, I think, in uh, 2013. I just watched it last night in honor of this. Rodriguez was a uh, um, an American... Is that what the record is on your record player in there? Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> Heidi had the record. Uh, Rodriguez was a uh, short-lived songwriter. He had a record deal with Sussex Records, uh, put out one album, Cold Fact, put out another album, and was dropped in the middle of making his third album. He went away, and that was it. That's the end of his career. Meanwhile, um, somehow, and the the documentary tries to figure this out, a bootleg comes into South Africa. Mm -hmm. And South Africa, if you recall, during the periods of the 70s and the 80s, is, what do you want to say, riddled with apartheid? Uh, Mm -hmm. Doesn't doesn't have a lot of information coming from the outside world, and nobody's touring, and uh, the government is controlling the news. They, they take you through radio stations where the government would, like, scratch through tracks and records that they thought were subversive. Wow. So while it's going through its own revolution, it's using this Rodriguez song as a soundtrack, uh, and after 20 years, Rodriguez is an album that everybody owns. Mm. And what happened to him, and so they, the rumor is that, like, he's, he protested so fucking hard shot himself on stage man committed wow. suicide that's why he's only got two albums and he's this in, he's a household name in South Africa and then finally South Africa opens up uh, and like wait how did Rodriguez die and then trace it back he is not dead 
He is, <laughs> he is not dead. He is still alive. He has never recorded another song, and he works construction in Detroit, has lived in the same house wow. for 40 years, but has sold 500,000 albums that he received no royalties wow. from. And so I think it's like in 1998, they've tracked this guy down, and he shows... It's it's dramatized, but like right. it's a documentary, but it is dramatized because he had success other areas as well. But uh, just that he's working construction, salvage, demolition one day. Then you're on a plane to South Africa. Limos come and pick you up and bring you to a stadium where tens of thousands of people mm. are there to sing songs you wrote 20 years ago wow. on albums. You do, he doesn't even have them himself. His, yeah. his construction coworkers are like, "I want can I listen to your album?" He's like, "I I don't have." <laughs> these anymore I don't know where to get one but uh, yeah like a beautiful thing Rodriguez popular in South Africa and Australia but nowhere else in the world they literally carry the torch for this guy it's a beautiful documentary like uh, and I hate to spoil it for you but you know I, the information is out there and the guy's recording again they've re-released his albums uh, and he's been giving royalties he's been on tour and what does he do with it he gives the money away. He doesn't oh. give a shit. He'd rather work salvage. Wow. Uh, crazy story of Rodriguez. But that's Searching for Sugar Man. We'll close out with a song from him. That is our show. But the whole point of this really was I want to hear from you guys things that are weirdly popular that we might know about or things we have no idea about uh, in a, your country or a country you've been to or a country you, you vacation to. Things that are popular there. Um, because, I don't know. Like that, that Rodriguez movie and like uh, it, it's shot, it was shot a couple years ago. And what they don't say overtly is that, like, all this really happened in 1998. How? The internet. Yeah. It's, we're just at a point now where we take it for granted how much that connected all of us. Yeah. And, like, the idea of someone tra- tracking down somebody and all you have to go on are notes in an album liner. Mm-hmm. I think he wrote this song. And they're, they're, it's awesome. The movie, you see them, like, he mentions Dearborn. And that's the only way they could figure out Michigan. Mm-hmm. He's probably in Michigan. Wow. <laughs> But yeah, we uh, could extend this to like if you're if you're in the U.S. listening, like yeah. go by your state. Like yeah, yeah. Like uh, this is kind of probably a strange example, but I was in the Twin Cities in Minnesota a couple of years ago, and like Juicy Lucy, the idea of a hamburger that has like molten cheese injected into it, like that's kind of a local thing that they're like, oh man, you got to have a Juicy Lucy when you're <laughs> in town, man. So anything that's like, oh yeah, this this local yeah. band is huge here and nowhere else but they still play or anything mm-hmm. like that that might be state specific or yeah especially if you're in another country the let most, us know lasertimepodcast.com being from Florida the most baffling mm-hmm. one uh, and I know this is it's worldwide but I feel like the rest of the country would laugh at us if they heard the music of Jimmy Buffett oh, <laughs> yeah. and uh, I lived in Tallahassee and down the street from me there was a guy like why are there always buses in this guy's front yard and like this guy's job is to get tour bus is ready for jimmy buffett yeah. who doesn't even live here yeah but uh he likes him <laughs> uh, but he's a he lives in florida he lives in the keys he's a kind of a famous very famous floridian uh jimmy buffett yeah. uh, i cannot stand that music to <laughs> such degree sure. it is it is terrible it is unfunny novelty rock can't see lucy in paradise uh what cheeseburger in paradise yes he's my if you see jurassic world he's got a great cameo inside of his own fucking restaurant god damn it it's even more irritating i've been to two of them have you really two different states (laughs) (laughs) uh anything anybody popular from new york (laughs) Uh, i only think of like local celebrities Mm. like and Ghostbusters that like the cameos that people probably don't care about, but I was like, oh wow, there's a local, new- there's a New York newscaster. I mean, one of the, that everyone knew was like, um, what's his face, the 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 black weatherman guy, Al Roker. Yeah, he's in there, but like, 
Yeah, but like you got to start in New York, so it's like yeah. it's weird that some of them break out into the national stage. But like, I, I, yeah, what I, I having listened to a lot of radio shows from New York yeah. and a lot of comedians from New York, yeah, they dropped this name for so long, and I had to look it up, and then of course I finally went there. Dwayne Reed. Oh yeah, it's is like, is not a thing like I've CBS, seen Walgreens. anywhere else in the country, yeah. and they they, they drop that everywhere you go. Yeah, Dwayne Reed. We don't have Dwayne Reeds no. anywhere else, but I'll yeah. go to New York. Like, oh, these are every four feet. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, Dwayne Reeds. Snapple is really bit like really. It's a, it, I mean, it's more popular in like New York and like the East Coast, I ah, think. But like, didn't even bring up a, the story of Fanta. That's for another program. Oh. Yeah, oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel bad. You know, you, you asked about uh, wrestling stuff earlier, and I completely forgot about the phenomenon of American wrestlers who went to Japan Absolutely, and yeah. got popular and came back and sometimes didn't really even get back to the same level of popularity. But like uh, Tensai, a.k.a. Uh, A-Train, a.k.a. Matt Bloom, who's now a trainer at NXT, he never quite got on in, in America. Yeah. But in Japan, he's just this big, hulking, hairy guy, so they love him. Uh, Scott Norton is in another example. He was this WCW guy. Oh, like, yeah, I remember that. Basically, if, you could, like, if you're a barrel-chested, yeah. like... Six foot five, dude. Go to Japan. You'll yep. get. You'll have some good success there. I expect yeah. to see Ryback there. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah and we did a whole episode about a kind of a geek's guide to Japan, including yeah. going to a famous Ribera wrestling steakhouse. Oh, yeah. um, very, very fun episode. And we've done some videos on all those places as well. Yeah. On uh, YouTube.com/slash Laser Time. Check us out. Tell a friend. Mm-hmm. We love you. Anything else we want to plug here? We got. We are all brought to you by Patreon. Patre- we are primarily crowdfunded. Uh, patreon.com slash laser time we have uh, a bunch of stuff for you uh, for you there we have over 50 full-length movie commentaries to uh movies that we love from the geekiest guys you know uh we do an exclusive show called, tentatively called bonus time for a year um <laughs> 54 episodes deeper yeah. uncut or? uncensored um it's a lot more um what would you call it not topical but like we talked about ghostbusters there yeah. our thoughts on ghostbusters there last week a little, little free form yeah. yeah and um we also have the first season of talking simpsons the show that uh, patreon helped us launch we wanted to do it but we did not have the time or the money to do it without patreon uh, but TalkingSimpsons.com, you can find Laser Time's chronological breakdown of The Simpsons, hosted by Bob Mackie, I believe. We uh, we just had a special guest. I wanted to thank Eric Nagel for coming on for um, Homer at the Bat. We are about ah, to wrap sweet. the fourth season. We're so close. Third season, my bad. <laughs> uh, speaking of chronological things, there's 30 20, 10, which is our weekly look back 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and 10 years ago. Uh, it's also on iTunes, LaserTimePodcast.com, or yes. Wondery.com slash the words 30 20, 10. But every week we look back that exact week, what happened in movies, music, TV, games. The most recent episode that we had. Movie Megasode, uh, you would not dub- let me a, call it. A double <laughs> episode. I called it Movie Mania. <laughs> uh, with, for a reason why we can explain later, but in that, you'll, we explain it in the episode. But that means uh, Aliens, James Cameron's Aliens, just turned Maximum 30 years Overdrive, old. Overdrive, Kingpin. Maximum Overdrive. Clerks 2, Lady Clerk, in the Water. Clerks 2 is a decade old. Lady in the Water is a decade old. So little, Best of all, Multiplicity. Multiplicity <laughs> turned 20. Little things like that. We talk about the movie and... And then uh, Diana has a classic corner where she'll look at movies from 50 and 75 years ago and every week has something to say, which is like uh, an area I know nothing about. So if you like Diana on this show, she is on a weekly show with us. Uh, And and again, it really does help if you tell a friend who might like the show or share it on your Facebooks, Twitters, Pinterest, Snapchats, and the other things I've never seen. Mm. Um, But thank you so much. We'll go out with with Rodriguez's song from the documentary Searching for Sugar Man. And uh, oh, Video Game Apocalypse, the video game show. Good night. Sugar man, won't you hurry? Cause I'm tired of these scenes. For a blue coin, 
Won't you bring back all those colors to my dreams? Silver magic ships you carry, jumpers, coke, sweet Mary Jane.